Mark, I feel like we just had the very best year of our life. We've been together, what, 41 years? Coming up on 42 this December. We've had a lot of great years of our lives. Uh, It would be, though, hard to top this last year. It really would. And ironically, today we are going to talk about the little things that did not quite go as planned. What some people might call bummers. Bummers. Bummers of the trip. And here we are in the Yakima Valley, Central Washington. For those not familiar with the area, it's a major apple and cherry producing part of the country. Yeah. Kind of high desert. Uh, very dry, viewed as the Palm Springs of mm-hmm. Washington. So I guess the first thing that I would say is that I'm a little bit self-conscious about people maybe thinking that when we record this other podcast we're about to do called The Brightest Moments, that we are somehow trying to fake like we have a perfect life. Right. So that's awkward because we're not trying to make things sound better than they really are. Yeah, we're not trying to be Queen and McBear. <laughs> and... We are also, I think, want to be honest about other things that people who maybe decide to do this kind of lifestyle, like what kinds of things might they expect or, you know, it's just more honest and that just feels right. Yeah, maybe give a good balance to the trip. Uh, It's amazing. The highlights are fantastic. But at the same time, you have the... uh your moments of troubleshooting, uh, we live in a broken world, the yeah. laws of thermo- thermodynamics, <laughs> right. and uh, all of those things that are at play as well. Yeah, and, and the other thing is that we are the people that we are even before we start questing. So, like, you don't take the new you, the new Nomad Quest you. Like, you take you along. And so you're going to really experience all the same emotions that you ever experienced before. This past year, best year of my life, I still had grief. I mean, sobbing once or twice. I still had frustration on occasion, disappointment on rare occasion. I mean, regret, you know, we're making mistakes, um, guilt, like things I really need to do better in, anger, fear. I mean, all the negative emotions are still there. They just kind of have a new backdrop. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good observation that no matter where you go, you take you with you. And I guess that's today's reason to work on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Because I think sometimes people think if I could just get in a different place, etc. So I guess I would say like up front, maybe the disappointment that I had most in myself, maybe we'll start from the inside and then work out, um, was my lack of discipline when it came to like what to eat and lack of exercise. So Mark was really vigilant about getting up out of bed and immediately going out and taking a walk. Um, And then there were other occasions where I was so, I felt so buried by my writing work and my deadlines related to that, that he would go out on his own. I mean, not always, but that happened more often than really it should have. And a lot of hostesses were so sweet and baking and, you know, and I have the free will to be like, that's really probably not good for my blood sugar, but I have issues around that. So I was a little disappointed in myself and my lack of restraint when it came to how often I was eating sugar. Yeah, you do have amazing self-control and that's, I think, seen in all the work that you do, but I think that's one area area that you said, you know, a lot of things worked out, but I wish Mm -hmm. I'd gotten more exercise this last year. Yeah. And I think what the problem was, was that I was getting a lot of endorphins and dopamine from getting a lot of written work done. And so that was my preferred source of dopamine, et cetera, that I got a little bit too, I was too indulgent in that instead of, you know, getting out. Cause you know, after you do get out and you take your walk, you're so glad that you did. Like you never regret, you know, not writing or working during that time. It always just feels so good, but you almost have to be out doing it in order to come to that realization again. 
So inward, I would say that was maybe kind of a bummer. So let's then walk through some of these other things. I mean, there are a lot of little things, Mark. And one of the first things um, that I realized was as much as I really love everything about the van, more than I really was expecting to, one thing that was not in that category was that trying to write on my laptop in the van was a little bit like doing so while being tumbled in like a dryer or bouncing on a trampoline so you're sitting on the bed on your laptop and we're going down the road we hit usually on an interstate where there's a bridge they, they don't get it quite right you always you have a bit of a bam yeah and so you're you're back there like yeah you're trying to <laughs> write on a computer and you're being tossed in a dryer to say right. that's a great analogy <laughs> And it's, it happens more often than you realize. Like up front, like you're you're probably and you have a lot thing a lot of things going on through your mind about you know the road and etc. to well, distract you. Yes. And I'm just back there. But I know I know I can tell. Uh-huh. I'm going to read the road like oh she's going to hate that. I'm I'm going to be hearing it. I'm going to be hearing Here it, it in about a second because I'm going to be hearing it. Yeah, sometimes I'm it just like it. Yeah. All right, so Mark, would you talk a little bit about what happened with the uh, drama over the clothing rack? So we had this dilemma, like Cindy likes her clothes. So that's kind of well, how we got into trouble. Yeah, it's like your clothes, but we like cl- clothes that you would like iron, like shirts and things like that. Yeah. But you would like it put on a hanger. On a hanger. Uh, we, we had a couple of um, Airstream has where you can pull down a couple of plastic handles and hang clothes there. But yeah. We put a uh, extendable bar. Clothing bar, yeah. Yeah, clothing bar there and zip tied it down and admittedly put more clothes on it than it was designed to hold. <laughs> and Guilty. It, it broke a couple of times. It kind of popped out of the scene a couple of times. We reinforced it, but finally, it just finally gave up. Yeah, it was after the third time. Like, it was breaking zip ties. I mean, it that's was. how much we were. Just one little garment at a time that I would find mm-hmm. along the path, you know, and then I'd add it to the, and it just got heavier and heavier. So, so we related to that, yeah. I, I guess related to that, is that we took a little, little itty-bitty iron that is like the mm. so- size of your palm. Yeah. And that didn't that work. Didn't cut no, it. we're going to take a regular full-size iron this year. Yeah, same thing with hair dryer. It's like somehow I overdid it. I overcompensated on some things. We had plenty of room for a full-size whatever and mm-hmm. then I yeah, I overdid it on like oh, everything needs to be a smaller scale and that just wasn't the truth. As long as you're not carrying more than you need to, you usually have room for the full-size stuff. So, Mark, um, bugs on the windshield, like you and I like squeaky clean, but Mm -hmm. like we will forever be battling the bugs on the windshield. Did you ever come up with a miracle cure for that or something that makes them just easily come off when you're gassing up or something? No, we did not. Um, You know, I tried to wash the van and scrub it and we went into a couple of those scrubby, scrubby stations. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of keep in mind, if you use your credit card, make sure that you actually stop everything when it says stop, because it keeps running and charging your credit card as you're using it for time. So just make sure that you've actually stopped the system when you're done. Okay. So you're talking about like a vacuum system or like a I'm talking about those places that you pull in, you know, you pull in your car and you scrub your, the car yourself. Okay. Okay. uh, They're big. Like you... You go into this big RV yeah, area. Yeah, it's like a wash your car sort of thing, and you got like this power hose, and you got a scrubber brush. I noted that the people that put the ch- repaired the chips in our windshield let it sit on there a while. They really oh. windexed it and let it sit. But I tell you what, every now and then, I mean, there uh-huh. are some big bugs. <laughs> 
out there, and <laughs> you can, violent. some of them you can see like collision course, collision course. Yeah, so it's just gross, and there's no way you're going to be able to take a photograph through the windshield ever, so we have these little things that are almost like a lanyard, and then I'll just unroll my window and lean out the door and take my picture because there's the windshield, no matter how often we clean it, is always just going to have all kinds of gross on it. Yeah, and I haven't been very happy with I need to work on my technique at the gas station of cleaning the windshield with the squeegee. All right. So I learned a little lesson in the Southwest, and that was leaning into cactuses to get the good picture. Yeah, and not even, it's not like that you're hugging a cactus. No, it's like you barely you, make contact. Yeah, you, you, or, or it's not like you're an inch away and yeah. they jump out <laughs> at you. It felt like that. And so it was so informational on how, I felt, it's like the tip of it is made into like an arrow. So it goes through all of your clothes until it finds your skin. And even if you pull on your clothes, no, it's in your skin now. has a little barb. A little barb. And you may have 10 or 15 of them. So I'm just very grateful for this very friendly Christmas store uh, gift shop owner in Las Cruces who loaned me. She's like, here's some tweezers. Here's the restroom. You know, and so she and Mark just chatted outside there while I took care of business and finally got them out. But that it didn't happen just once. It happened no, at least happened twice. No, it happened at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they were like little hairs. They are as small as hairs. So sometimes it would be like Mark would just be doing some surgery. Yes. So these are little bitty setbacks, right? These are the smaller little things. Mark, what would you say on your repairs? Which one stood out the most for you? Well, we were in Cortez and uh, I have a macerator in the van, which is basically like a garbage disposal that chews up your sewage and everything and pumps it out. And there's a hose reel, a retractable hose reel, but... The hose between the macerator and the hose reel became undone, and I went to dump my sewage, and it sprayed mm. all over the place. Mm. Usually, everyone has a story like that. Yeah. The good news is that I'm going like, well, what are we going to do now? The good news is I looked at the piece of hose coming out of the macerator, and it had like a, a thread that you would have on a garden hose. Okay. And I go like, well, I got I got some spare hose. Yeah. That I haven't used, and way I just to go. and so I just dumped it that way, and then kind of uh, made my own repair until we got to Airstream. What I found though is that a lot of people complain about dumping their tanks. Okay. And it's just not a big deal to me. Okay. And a lot of people like hate the process, but maybe yeah. it's the macerator. I pull it out, got yeah. my gloves on. I'm right there on the dump station. Um, and you know, you do the gray, the second one, and the gray flushes everything out in that 20 gotcha. feet of hose. Gotcha. Uh -huh. That's in the hose reel. So I found I found dumping tanks not to be a big hassle in my mind. Gotcha. Uh, a couple of things on the van. Uh, a couple, we love the van. A yeah. couple of, I think, I would say the people buying one yeah. would be with the high profile, you catch a lot of wind. Mm. And so, that was now like your maybe, least favorite, right? Maybe it, maybe it feels like it's moving me around more than it is. And okay. I'm, I'm told the van has all sorts of computerized systems in it oh. that are correcting you and almost steering itself. Yeah. And, um, but being hit with wind in the van can be a little, you, you have to reduce your speed. It can be a oh, little uh -huh. unnerving. The other thing would be is it wants to run downhill. Oh. 
So it's very heavy. You're like riding your brakes all the way down or something? Yeah, yeah or, or I'm, what? I'm, you know, I'm seeking the shift down right. and, and not ride the brake. And so that would be the other thing. So transitioning a little bit. So on occasion, not very often, there was some bad timing. Like I remember when we were in Granbury, like downtown Granbury with the Bermans, and there was a tent sign. And, you know, we'd gone like a year, hardly any musical opportunities to hear live music. A few here and there, but not many. And blow and behold, what they had scheduled was Texas Blues Concert, downtown, tickets available for the day after we had to be somewhere else. Yes. Bummer. <laughs> it is. Yep. You can't fit everything in. You First don't always, world problem. But you bummer. don't always nail it. But there are other times that we did nail yeah, it Yeah, we really stumble well. upon things that we weren't expecting that were like, whoa, yeah. bonus round. Yep. Like at a... The Corn Palace. We yeah. stumble, just stumble upon a street fair. That's right. So we'll be talking more about those brightest moments in another podcast. It's always kind of a bummer, too, that after you've been married long enough, you kind of start seeing things go away that you really enjoyed together. Like you start outliving some businesses. Maybe it's restaurants, mm. yes. but it's also businesses. And so one of those closed this year. Our very, very favorite shop in Austin, Texas called The Corner Shop that has wild animals, taxidermy, USA. I mean, it's so many cool stuffed animals, like real stuffed animals to look at. So we've, we bought two cowhides there all together, one of which we cut up and put as a rug inside the Airstream and another one that'll be in our house. But yeah, I hate to see that go. Uh, sweet tomatoes, I think, was something yes. else that we hit the sea go this yes. year. Salad bars in general, especially sweet tomatoes. But hopefully we have been seeing a few more of those pop up. We're very, very glad about that. So maybe more serious things that we were very saddened by. So one thing Mark and I like to do while we travel is to try to kind of leave, have a mission and then leave things behind that just make the world a better place. So that's why we're handing out our contact cards that we've worked hard. We're getting closer and closer to 100 podcasts that we feel like maybe benefit people and can make the world a better place. We also leave behind on occasion. I have these only God, black and white only God cards that have a scripture on the back that are very encouraging. And so I put those sometimes in places that have a beautiful view to just remind folks to realize that God's a creator. He's the one who made this beautiful view. And really, he can make our lives beautiful, too, when we allow him to, like, recreate us and give us a fresh start. I think that's something that really adds value if people are thinking about this lifestyle. What can you sort of leave behind to make it a better place? And so one thing that I noticed that people did was really in the Santa Fe area after we were traveling from Santa Fe to Taos and we were getting closer and closer to the Rio Grande River and there's the Gorge Bridge there, right? Yeah, and it's an amazing bridge across this grand chasm yeah, I mean, stunning mountains, and there were dramatic rain clouds that day, and so basically it's this huge crack in the ground that is just so, so amazing, but we were really saddened to learn that approximately eight people per year commit suicide on that bridge, and over time there has been about 125 suicides there, so... 
what I had noticed as I walked across that bridge was a lot of people had left suicide prevention messages along that fence to encourage people that had gone there or that will go there in an attempt to take their own life. So that was very encouraging, like all these messages that was things like, you know, you matter, you make a difference, God loves you, um, just dozens of different messages. So that was very, very meaningful. Mark, we could also see some sort of residual effects of cities depending on their politics from time to time. What did you witness along those lines? Well, I think we witnessed that in more conservative states, the roads seem to be better maintained or that funds that were being collected for road repair were being used on road repair. Yeah. Uh, infrastructure looked a little bit better. Yeah. I guess the other thing is that we saw... In cities that I think have a misplaced compassion on the homeless, we saw tent cities and yeah. uh, more of that. And in more conservative states, we saw less of that going on. Yeah, you could kind of see it in particularly the urban areas. Right, and so making it easier for people to not fulfill their potential instead of helping people get a leg up and finding employment or whatever it takes where people fulfill their purpose for having been created. The answers are spiritual, you know, and, and the ripple effects of having a life that is in alignment with the virtues that God has instructed, the ripple effects of that will often just solve many of the problems around addiction. Mm-hmm. Because it's often addiction that has led to the homelessness. And so when you have God as your source of peace and comfort and to get through your darkest setbacks, all of that ends up meaning cities are cleaner and roads are smoother. It's just amazing how sin is at the root of all chaos and that the virtue of the scriptures is the answer to personal chaos and chaos within cities. So here's another one that I'm really bummed out about. I'm bummed out about there was going to be all these music festivals. And I understand, it, in a way, it kind of worked out with COVID. None of them were going to be happening. But the worst thing is it came to our attention that even if they were happening, so many of the music festivals are not family friendly. Is that what your understanding is too, Mark? I think so. And that's sad because there's a lot of good music out there. But good music doesn't demand... Hedonism. Just, yeah, or a blatant immodesty and drunkenness and yeah, so uh, much profanity. Grossness. Yeah, because it's that's that's more like just paganism. Yeah, you know, instead of uh, civilization. Civilization is our preference, and we love music. So we just we are going to be looking all over the country for rated G bluegrass festivals or whatever. You know, we're just looking forward to hearing a lot of live music in very very family friendly environments. And we're sad by some of the others that are very much kind of circling around self-destruction. One of the, uh, as we traveled chasing 70 degrees and we hit areas that were, you might say, warmer, more tropical. Yeah. Uh, one of the bummers sometimes is that on the beaches, you do have a lot of skin. Yeah. On the beaches. Way um, too much skin. And, and it's Way. Not, it's not everyone. 
You no. Know, there were a number of people that both, of, there were families that we saw and yeah. there were young people that we saw that were still being decent and modest and still having a great time. The beach. Sad for me that moms probably don't feel like they can take their grade school junior high school high school boys there because you know wow you used to have to pay quite a bit and to see what you get to see nowadays Mm -hmm. so dark and it's just it's sad another thing is that in traveling and most medical plans anymore Mm -hmm. you're in a network that any medical expenses on the road outside of prescriptions Mm -hmm. Uh, would not be covered. I mean, we, we didn't get hit hard with that, but yeah. it just kind of made it a little bit inconvenient getting in and seeing someone or deciding what we should do yeah. about a particular situation. But yeah. we're blessed, but it's yeah. one of those little rocks in your shoe. Yeah, medicine is kind of tricky because even if you can get in somewhere, because I was having ear issues, you're not necessarily going to get the best doctor in town. And I even had a hard time getting my Oregon doctor, like, can I pay you to have a conversation so I can take care of my ears since I'm not going to be around for a while? I'd like some advice around my ears. And it was like, no. So medicine was really, really hard. It was going to be out of pocket. Yeah, we just haven't found like an insurance policy that we feel is a really good coverage while you're living on the road. The other big, big bummer to me was around election time, my ballot never showed up. Like Mark's showed up right on time. He sent it back in. Mine was missing in action. It made me feel like I did not really stand up. That meant a lot to me. I realized that they were not one vote apart, Mm -hmm. but there were a lot of people in my situation that never got their ballot as well. That was a big bummer. And it was happening right when we were quarantining to see if we had COVID, but we didn't. (laughs) So I was thankful for that. So I'd say probably my biggest bummer was that I happened to go snorkeling in the Florida waters around Biscayne Bay, around the old Rhodes Key, and... Well, it was it was 69 degrees or 68, and it was a little cool for me. It was right on it the was. edge of a little cool. Uh, didn't get to see any fish, really no coral reef to speak of. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty, it was a neat boat ride. It was mm-hmm. neat seeing some of the scenery, but probably as far as things that I thought were a little bit oversold mm. were Biscayne, Biscayne okay. Bay, yeah. uh, Cray- Crazy Horse Memorial, yeah, Painted Hills outside of John Day. I wasn't okay. overly impressed yeah. by everything else seemed to live yeah. up to its billing Almost or everything. more so. Almost everything. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, and so that snorkeling tour actually ended up putting some water in a hole I had in my eardrum that I did not realize I had. So I basically spent January until we got back, and I just, on August 5th, just had that hole in my ear repaired. So I basically, the whole second half of our quest this year, I spent with ear issues that weren't, it wasn't necessarily always painful. It was extremely annoying because it was like my head was filled with fluid, it felt like, and it was popping all the time, and I couldn't hear very well. Mm. So finally now I've gotten that healed. (laughs) Bummer on top of bummer, it has affected my sense of taste. My Mm -hmm. surgery has, so I'm hoping that's temporary. 
So that was probably my my biggest setback of the year. Um, I'm thankful that we didn't get COVID, though. You know, everything, every bummer that we've talked about today, there could have been, it could have been way, way, way worse, right? Yeah. I guess one thing as we travel, you might say, hey, you guys had the whole year to travel. And yet even in a whole year, there was not enough time. Not, never enough time to see it. There were things we had to pass by that were going right past us. Jackson Hole or. Nope, nope. got to keep going. Yeah. Now some of that, and maybe it's, there, there's, there's a blessing there. Some of that is that we're needed places yeah. to teach and preach. And so it's not just about being on vacation perpetually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, just be aware that even a year is not enough time oh, to even. Scratch the surface, not even scratch the surface, which I love that because it seems like it's inexhaustible. You know, this country, there's so much to see and do. That's right. It would be a bummer if we had been on the road for 11 months and we come back and said, well, it's all tapped out. We've yeah. seen it all. There's yeah, nothing now what? To see. Now what do we do with the rest of our life? Exactly, yes. exactly. And to me, it's kind of interesting, too, that some of the biggest blessings kind of will have a little bit of a slight downside. So, for example, like it's been probably one of the most productive years of my life. And so I didn't know until we were questing that I would have this opportunity to be on the Older Women Likewise program. And so the amount of work that it takes to do that, I love the work. I love the opportunity. But that combined with what I'd already took on, which was to write one blog for 100 churches that we would visit and to say one unique positive lesson from each one, separate and special from all the others. I mean, that can take me one to three days to write just one of those. And then we also just have some other projects on the side that we use to track what's going on, you know, journaling, a Project 365, and then the podcasts that we record all need to be, you know, planned for and written, etc. So I get so much fulfillment from all that. But again, all of that work had me feel like I was behind. And there would even be some times where we'd pull into someone's house and I'd need to complete my work before I could feel like I could pop in for the visit. Or maybe I'd stay in later in the morning and keep working before our time that we would be spending with our host. So I just kind of want to say sorry if it seemed like I was a little bit missing in action for the people that hosted us. I think for some people, they probably liked it even better. Like, this is low maintenance. I love this. You know, that kind of thing. But then on the other hand, you know, I really wanted to engage more. So I am looking forward to the day when my 100th church blog entry is written on 100 churches, when the book has been published. And that will definitely free up some time where I can really focus more on enjoying longer and longer conversations with the hosts that we stay with that sounds like a great plan all right so that's all the bummers that we could think of on this best year of our life and so we have another one coming up here called our brightest moments yes and so hopefully now that we have recorded the bummers no one will think that we are being Pollyanna and overselling how good the year was it was a good year it was a good year thanks for listening god bless